So Cole, what's on your mind? <sighs> Lots of stuff. You know, yeah. just, just thinking about you know, thinking about about life, universe, everything. You say everything, I will kill you. Hey, how's it going? You just found episode 120 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and that's spelled with a K, in case you didn't know that. It's a strange way to spell it, but if you found the show, you probably know that. Enough about me, though, because I am joined via Skype today by... Dennis Furia. Ben Merkel. David Moneysmith. Thank you so much, David. Welcome to the fold. Do you have the microphone? You're on the Skype here. We're all we're all one big happy family. So, what can we expect today from the show? Well, literally nothing happened of note over this past week. I looked <laughs> at all my news websites, and like the only news stories were about sales, and I'm not really comfortable talking about, you know, getting Plants vs Zombies for three dollars, even though I've already bought it four times. Um, <laughs> This, but this is Steam, and it integrates, and I get my achievements, and okay, whatever. Um, so we're not going to have a quick hits this time. So the way that the, the structure today is going to roll out is we're going to um, start with what we've been playing, because uh, that's you know, that's what people pay their admission for anyway, right? And that's you know that's that's the meat of it. Um, second, we're going to uh, you know talk about like current events, but not in a structured way. It's going to be like a freeform jazz section that I'm calling "What's on Your Mind," and then mm-hmm. finally we're going to round everything out with uh, our discussion question, which has to do with our summer backlog. Summer is a time to go out, do some lawn care, work on your tans, maybe go on a couple of adventures. Or, you know, in my case, play very old games. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we're come back, We're going to come back on the other side with what we've, what we've been playing. Um, while you're waiting for us to start talking again, you can go over to duckfeed.tv and uh, check out some information about the show. Maybe comment on this episode and follow along and get a discussion going. So uh, here's uh, some, some music from a game that we, you know, we're eventually going to talk about here. <laughs> guys i know it's a little bit early earlier than we you know than we usually talk about these kind of things so it might throw you off your guard but uh i'm gonna ask you what you've been playing you know because i think it's i think it's important to know i think money smith should go first yeah no uh, david let's uh let's let's do this all right um well i've actually um don't have any money right now so i've just <laughs> been playing um freemium free-to-play type stuff yeah um i tried out the um free trial, one week free trial of Rift, which is kind of like the, I guess the, has the distinction of being the only MMO that World of Warcraft hasn't killed. Because because it is World of Warcraft. See, that's the thing. Um, I feel like (laughs) I've played a lot of MMOs because I'm kind of masochistic that way. Okay. (laughs) And um, I feel like it does a good balance between um, not just blatantly copying um, World of Warcraft, but at the same time recognizing that there's things that World of Warcraft set up that there's really no reason to do it any other way. Yeah. And um, I've really been enjoying just some of the crazy classes. Being able to play a teleporting um, rogue tank is kind of fun. 
What? <laughs> As can a rogue, you, you can play a tank class that instead of being like tough and things beat on it, it just teleports around and monsters get pissed and attack it, but it's always teleporting around. It's like if Nightcrawler was a rogue. Oh, okay. So, you, so you're like kiting them. Yeah. Okay. I so um, that's kind of cool. And then I've been playing um, the free version of um, Champions Online. Champions. Oh, the, the, the superhero one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, were, it, you were a big uh, City of Heroes uh, guy. Yeah, I love City of Heroes. And um, Champions Online was same company, kind of their bigger, better thing. Uh-huh. But it just never quite worked as a game. Mm-hmm. Which so I was you know really excited to see it as freemium because it was you know just not quite good enough to justify a monthly fee, mm-hmm. and you know I'm enjoying um, you know I'm having fun with it, but the game's really set up to um, try to force you to play the monthly fee. Well, that's the okay. So so it's so it's free to play except they. The, 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 they're still there. It was kind of like Hellgate, where you can you're, where you can play it for free, but you but you get into the super secret double probation club if you if you pay the fee. See, that's the idea. What annoyed me though is, um, you know, it's set up also freemium, but no matter how many of the perks you buy, you can never be as good as a subscriber. Okay. So, you know, I could see myself, you know, being willing to pay for some stuff as long as I could play it on my own time. Mm-hmm. But I could never see myself subscribe, so I'll never buy anything. Right. So, 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 so you're over in the free-to-play ghetto like all the, uh, like all the uh, uh, Team Fortress 2 people. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so when you're playing these games, I mean, are you finding, like, consistent groups of people to play with? Because usually my first order of business is to... Uh, when when I sit down with an MMO is to is to is to find somebody you know, usually total strangers, but I like the cut of their jib, and I you know and I and I put them on my friends list, and I go where they go, kind of thing. Have you have you have you managed to find this, or with these free to play ones, is it is it more kind of uh, you're you're rolling with the puppies? Yeah, I mean, so far it's just been actually mostly solo, just because you know it's kind of been feeling out the game, you know that that part but um the one good thing i'll say about the city of heroes and it seems to be true of champions online is they make grouping very very easy uh-huh. um you know if if someone um beats a mission even if you've already beaten the mission before you still get the experience reward stuff like that uh-huh. so i mean it's kind of like everyone just groups because why not mm-hmm. so yeah well and that's man i've it's one of those love hate things where I don't like the time commitment of being in a group because I don't I don't like thinking that I can't you know fuck off and go re- go read for you know fifteen minutes every hour which is what I usually do when I play a game sure. um, you know but on the other hand playing it alone is just so unfulfilling to me I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> it's just kind of like uh, it's 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 weird. I, I don't know I, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit fortunate that there are no real free to play games for the Mac. Um, and, and and that I'm too lazy oftentimes to open up my my second MacBook which has uh, Windows Seven on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's it's trivial. I'm, I'm like, I, 
hear that? I, I'm, I'm knocking on it. It's like right here on my desk. Um, no, <laughs> no, but just, but just one of those things where I, I'll often like, like with wow, right. I, I, I'll, I'll start that back up for a month just thinking like, okay, I'll play it. But then immediately knowing that I'm paying for it month by month, I feel guilty for not playing it. And then I, then I don't play it. Right. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that I try, you know, that I try to do, uh, you know, every, every day, you know, like, like sits, like sit still and not do anything for a while. Uh, some people call it meditation. That's what I call it. Um, you know, writing, reading all these kind of things. And it's just kind of like, ugh. it's with, with, with MMOs, it's kind of one of those things where if I don't do it daily, I feel, I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice. So I just don't do it at all. Hmm. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know, like, that's what free-to-play is supposed to be. In practice, it's not that. Okay. <laughs> so so, so we, we, we didn't have you here last last week to talk about, um, to talk about WoW and, and TF2 going, going free-to-play. But uh, can, can, can we get your thoughts on that since we're, since we're kind of in that vein? Um, I actually hadn't heard about um, World of Warcraft going free-to-play. Um, oh, wait, was that the level 20 thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say I think that's kind of a cool idea because I feel like level 20 is almost exactly the point where you know by that point what the game is. Do you? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe not till you know, if you count like some of the crazy end game, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, crap ass sock, you know, gameplay. Mm-hmm. But, um... But in terms of the you know the the core of the game, I feel like level twenty is a good setup for that. Okay. Um, Team Fortress, I don't know. I mean, I bought it like what was it like three months before it came out when they released it as a open beta. Oh um, yeah. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, like it almost seems like it's always been free just because I've had it forever a day. <laughs> right. Um, honestly, never liked the game i just that's a game i simply cannot play so that's i it's kind of a wash for me okay i'm just i'm just wondering because because the business the business model is is definitely changing um which which thought i i was talking with dennis earlier i feel like if you look at almost everything else every other entertainment thing free to play is basically what they do Mm -hmm. so for example if Mm -hmm. you look at say like football Anyone can go in their backyard and play football, but if you, you know, are really into it, you can go and buy, you know, the gloves and, I don't know, the better equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. Another example would be like Hulu, where it's free to watch television, but you can pay for, you know, an upgraded service. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, even, or even like sticking with the TV thing, I really like Breaking Bad. My, my my background is uh is is Walter White from from Breaking Bad glowering at me um menacingly uh but you know I really like it I can watch it pretty much for free on on TV but I go and I get the DVDs because they have the extras right? exactly yeah. you know but I feel like um the reason that works is because you create something that's high quality that everyone likes and so on the one hand, that obviously gets people to buy the premium stuff, mm-hmm. but it always also allows you to play with your or do whatever with your friends. You know, even if I don't buy the DVDs, Breaking Bad, you know, I can watch it and talk to you about it. Right. 
And I feel like that's why free-to-play gaming so far hasn't worked because people no, didn't realize, oh, wait, we have to actually have the base product be decent too. Mm-hmm. So have you been playing anything that's not a MMO or free-to-play? Um, not too much. Like I said, um, the money issue is kind of crazy. Yeah. So um, I've actually been trying to get back through um, Alan Wake. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what there is to say about the game. It's, I mean, it's an amazing game. Um, I, I just got, um, I'm just um, partway through the um, part where he ends up in the insane asylum. I don't remember so, that part. That's about what, like halfway through. It's the it's the log cabin, and you walk. You, oh. The one mission you start off, and you walk around and okay. meet all meet all the people there. I think yeah, yeah. That, that that's one of the things that really disappointed me a little bit about about Alan Wake. As you go through the daytime segments, become less and less. And I really yeah, liked walking yeah. walking around like the, the 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 lodge or the or the restaurant and like talking to people and getting a sense for 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 the town as as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, I feel like the gameplay is really solid. The shooter system's excellent. Um, and, you know, I, I think we said this before, but I feel like it really does a solid job of going back and forth between, like, OMFG being chased by monsters and, like, no monsters whatsoever, you know, casually listening to the radio. Yeah. And, it almost, you, know, you know, it almost creates a feeling of, you know, kind of, like, questioning the, the scary portions, you know, like, like the way you feel when you wake up from a dream, so... It's pacing, honestly. Yeah. It, it it really is. You know, Dead Space Two for 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 as much as I like it as a game, it really kind of failed to scare me because you know, in the first five minutes, has a dude you know turning into a monster while he's like going after your neck, you know. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, bah, I'm right here and like broad daylight and your flashlight's right in my face. And it's kind of like, well, you know, you contrast that with Amnesia, where you go for the first third of the game without seeing a goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the Lovecraft approach. Yeah. And it just I feel I feel like that's genuinely more scary. I mean yeah. the, the 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 first segment of Silent Hill two up until where you get the plank. Right? No monsters, just blood trails, forest paths and you know dog noises. Ambience, yeah, dog noises and, and on your second playthrough, that chainsaw. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah. Love that game. Love Alan Wake. It's been a long time. I haven't played the DLC to that. does uh when you bought your uh your fancy Xbox did that uh, came with the download? Did, did that have the DLC with it or no? The D- DLC is not included. Although um, my understanding is it's actually fairly high quality. Yeah, well, it continues after after the ending. Okay. Um, yeah, and and it, and it, and it uh, expands on the story, uh, which I don't know how I feel about that. I liked the ending of Alan Wake. Um, we don't have to talk about it because because you're because you're on your way there. But I, I felt I felt like it was appropriate to the the style and the influence but okay so who wants to go next i really don't have much <laughs> okay. in fact i i don't think i have anything um i guess i was busy this last week or i guess i was doing other things okay. but uh i have a on my ps3 hard drive i have a copy of the infamous 2 demo and just for fun i have uh like an hour free trial of mass effect 2 so Ooh, nice I will probably do both of those in the near future. So an hour in Mass Effect 2 is enough to have like one conversation. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, we, we, you, we, you never finished that, did you? I, well, that's one of the things I've been playing this week. Oh, okay, cool. So, okay, <gasps> I, 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 I hopped to judgment. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, back off. <laughs> first off. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I got. So, why don't we, why don't we talk about? Yeah, that, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Sure. Well, I sank like three hours into playing the game, and all I did was I showed up on Ilium, um, and did some of the like random little side quests that can be done just walking around Ilium. Yeah. And then I did Miranda's backstory. Um, and like I said, it was, it was a significant time investment and I finished and I was like, I accomplished virtually nothing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. So good old Mass Effect 2. Um, I'm continually impressed. Um, if not with the writing necessarily with the ideas behind the writing on all of these backstory missions, there's just always some great twist, Mm -hmm. um, to make you think and. It's just, you know, beyond beyond just playing and shooting the person in the face and choosing the good or bad response, depending on what kind of street cred you're trying to build. You know, you kind of turn off the system and walk away and go, huh. <laughs> so I've been I've been enjoying that. Um, but I, like I said, I, I've spent probably three hours playing it this week and did one side mission. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what, what I love about Mass Effect 2 is Bioware has gotten so judicious about which tropes to subvert and which ones to kind of play straight. It, it, it plays with your expectations just enough to make you want to know more. Yeah. Which is the other thing that's getting me is that depending on what character you have with you, when you're walking around the levels, mm-hmm. different points uh, can trigger different uh, conversations. And so like you, you can get perspective from grunt or from Miranda or, you know, from any number of different people, but you can only have two people in your party at a time. Um, but you make multiple trips through different areas so you can go through right. with different people. So Exactly. That was – Grant, I've only played Mass Effect 1, but that was something that actually annoyed me because I felt like there was always the characters I actually was interested in versus the characters that made a balanced party that wasn't held to fight things with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. They've gotten better about that. Um, most recently, Bio or not Bioware, um, Dragon Age Two, um, yep. where you know the, the 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 walking around with your party dialogue is actually where most of the written material is. Um, and my party always consisted of the the two least compatible people, right? Nice. You, you know, like they, they were great in combat. They really complemented my abilities. I was a rogue. One of them was a mage, and another one was a warrior who really, really hated mages as kind of the central conflict in the in, in, in the game. And just kind of all of the conversations were were so icy and and, wow, that... and chilly and all that. But uh, but it made sense. Like these two people who would have nothing to say to each other, the enmity and the clash in between them really kind of fleshed everything out. So. That sounds like our world, or our Dungeons and Dragons groups. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, so so it, it, it I, I like that. I, I like what they do. It shows a lot of care, um, and it really helps to break up kind of the the shooting galleries that the Mass Effect levels become. Yeah, yeah. very well written. It's almost too well written because what'll happen is you know the the little news pieces which are always so interesting will just kind of ambiently play in the background. And you'll get halfway through one of their stories and be really interested in it when all of a sudden you'll walk close enough to an NPC to start their dialogue. Yeah. And it overrides the news broadcast going on. <laughs> She's like, wait, no, I wanted to hear about the leech farmers or you know, whatever. <laughs> have you been to the have you been to the Citadel yet? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love the uh I love the advertising kiosk. Yes. <laughs> and uh Commander the, Shepard, uh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh the uh, I forget what Elcor version of Macbeth. Which or it was Hamlet. Um Hamlet. Or uh, <laughs> Which, wow. <laughs> which which actually is a uh, um uh i forget it's a it's a running joke from the first game kind of like when you punch out the journalist uh-huh. okay yeah yeah they that, that keeps on coming back it's it's great. gotcha <laughs> but yeah so um it's uh it's continuing to be enjoyable it's just it's so there's so much there that it takes me forever to get through it so uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing it again and I'm, I'm enjoying it. And you have specific complexes about doing everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have to, you know, check every little corner just in case. <laughs> Even though the game, the game does, the game does the game. Me, really. Yeah. <laughs> this, I think of Mass Effect 2 as a pretty girl. Um, but the game does a great job of highlighting anything useful mm-hmm. so that I, I rarely worry about leaving loot in a room or missing a key uh, piece of uh, of loot, I guess it all comes back to. Ultimately, this is an RPG, so... Yeah. But, you know, a, a quest item or something like that, it does a great job of, you know, lighting up whenever there's anything to grab. Right. It makes sound cues, too, which is which is really good. You're, you're, are you playing as a female shepherd or, or male shepherd? Male shepherd. Okay, I mean, I... I everybody yeah. I talk to always goes male shepherd, but, but the... I think because the... it's what they showed in the... It, well, one on the case, and two in like all the all the advertising. Well, well, well Femshep is she, she's going to be more prominent in the marketing for Mass Effect Three, which is good. There you uh, go. Because Jennifer Hale, she's a she's a tremendous voice actress, for sure. So the other thing I've been playing is my gaming backlog for the summer. Yeah. So we'll save that for the discussion question. Yeah. Let's yeah let's let's belay that. I think that leaves you, Cole. I think it does. <laughs> I tweeted about this earlier. Um, I, re- I did it wrong uh, this week. Hmm. My my, uh, my everything that I have to talk about today. I have um, five iOS games um, and one. Wait, game... those exist? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you developed one. Stop that. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, I had five iOS games um, and one uh, JRPG that was published in uh, 1997. Wow. So. Uh, <laughs> That's a back backlog, man. That's a, that's reaching way back. Hold on a second. Let me grab my hipster glasses. <laughs> okay, continue. I was, I was human once. Um, okay. <laughs> so so let's 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 get through this as quickly as possible because I doubt you want to hear about any of this. Okay. <laughs> First one. It's a uh, it's a it's a puzzle game for iOS called The Heist. Uh, you're, you're hearing it because I because I launched it, um, and my I forgot to turn down the volume. I'm playing it on my iPod Touch here. Um, it's it's a series of little puzzle games, uh, and you just solve them because you're trying to crack into a safe. That's like the conceit that this game has. Nothing too terribly special about a lot of it, except that there's 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 a lot to it. Um, plenty plenty of puzzles to solve. Uh, I think there's like 15 in each one for two bucks. That's not that bad, you know. And there's like a stupid little like conceit. It does like fake phone calls, kind of like uh, like old ARGs used to do when they would like fax you and instant message you, you know, kind of like oh my gosh, the murderer's in the house. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that that one's that one's not that much. That one was uh, actually uh, props to, uh, to 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 Nikki if she's listening for for telling me about that. Um, next one here is called uh, Super Stickman Golf. 
Um, that, that title itself, it should win game in the year. <laughs> it is. And this is another one that has lots of content. So this is really cool because it's a, it's a side-scrolling um, arcade golf title. So, so, so think, uh, you know, like a side-scrolling platformer, except, you know, you have the holes and all of that. And you have special kinds of balls. Uh, that you that that you can do to kind of like uh, one's a little smaller than the other. <laughs> no, like well, one one lets you call a mulligan. So if you do a really bad shot, um, you can uh, redo the the you know you can redo it. Puts you back. Oh, where do you have to pick be. it before you make the shot? Yeah. Ah, oh, no, okay. no, it's not before. It's just like you select it. It's like your power up. But there, oh, but, you know, okay. but the, I've I've only gotten to the second one. But it's a it's a sticky ball. So oh. if, you, if you if you overshoot. You know, if you, if you, if you hit it, instead of going into the, uh, instead of going into the sand trap or the water hazard beyond it, you actually stick to the wall behind it. So then you get up there and then you can hit it. So it's kind of like worms and that you can pick the, tra- the trajectory of what you hit. It's kind of like a, you know, you, you have the strength, you know, like a normal, you know, uh, like a normal golf game where you hit it, then you time for when it's at the, you know, when you, uh, the, the power that you want to hit, then you go and you pick your arc and all that, but it's really fun. There's a lot there. Um, I've only gotten through like three of the courses and I think there are like 15 in there something hmm. like that bunches of good stuff and it's it has game center stuff so there so there are there are chivos and uh points and you can compare scores with people so yeah I that love, always makes things more fun i love golf games in in general i think that's one of my <laughs> that's one of my uh weak points and that goes back to like being on the super nintendo and playing like uh the old pga games with my dad uh <laughs> yeah golf games are always fun it's it's good. It's 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 low stress, and you can get really good good at them if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next one, Tiny Wings, um, another game I played here. Um, also has Game Center as I'm as I'm logging into it. Uh, I, I decided that there, you know there, there's a there, 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 there's a good way to gauge somebody's uh, personality, whether or not you want to hang out with them, and that is to you know walk up to somebody who has an iOS device and say, Hey, do you like Angry Birds or Tiny Wings? <laughs> and uh, if they if they if they say tiny wings they're cool and you buy them a beer and you know all that if they say angry birds you just walk away uncomfortably uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh your head at them yeah yeah uh, i need to go <laughs> yeah i'm gonna leave no um it's a it's a side-scrolling game uh as, as as well you play as a bird whose wings are too small for him to fly so he is taken to sliding up and down hills and it's it's super okay. simple when- Kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 super simple in that uh, you press down on the screen to make him uh, pull his wings into his body and slide down faster and like dive down into the ground. But when you go, but when you like reach the bottom of the hill and you start going up, you need to let go of it so he like flies up. All right, and just like <laughs> we glides, um, and then you have to. It's all about timing to you know maintain your your momentum because if you accidentally dive into an upward sloping hill, you lose all of your momentum, and you're trying to get as far as you can before nightfall because you know when the moon comes out, he goes to sleep and it's like a little nest, and it's super adorable. Oh, yeah, it's this... almost like almost like a rhythm game type of thing. Actually, yeah, the music is good too, and the art style is great. What's that? Ben? Well, did you ever play the BMX game on TGames.com? I know what it. I know what it is. I've I've seen somebody. I've seen somebody playing it or something similar to it. I. It's it's just like a BMX game where you're on a bike and you. There's various missions, I guess. But it it sounds like it has a similar dynamic of that because a lot of them are timed missions and what you have to do is, as you said, like uh, play the hills so that you're you keep your momentum going. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 really fun, and I could I could understand if it was if it was you know taken somewhere else. But I love iOS games because they are you know um, adapted to you know play play them play them anywhere. Yeah. Easy, you know, little micro concepts. Yep. You know what this conversation is kind of making me realize is it, just like every machine, no matter how complex, is ultimately of comprised of five basic parts, and engineers can confirm that for me. It's like the lever, the pulley, the wedge, stuff like the that. The transistor. <laughs> <laughs> the super collider. Super collider, I never met her. Um, <laughs> what future up? I'm gonna call foul. I don't. I, I, I'm, I don't want that happening here. So. But but just just like you know, all all machines are are built out of five basic parts. It really seems to me that that most games, when you break them down, there there are some very basic parts at the core. You know, it's like timing or you know, pattern recognition or you know all that different stuff, yeah. and. It, it, my theory that I just came up with is that these these iOS games that are so simple, you know, there's one button in this game, wings in or wings out, <laughs> um, are so fun and so addicting because they distill one of those elements down to its essence. That's my, deep. That's deep. No, I get it. I get it. I think you're making a valid point. Um, it's it's the uh, it's the thirty seconds of fun um, yeah. theory, which was it really came about in the postmortems of the original Halo, which was, mm -hmm. listen, you know, you guys think this is like a really amazing thing, but think about like what Halo is. You walk into a room, you're coming in hot as it were. Um, you walk into a room, you, <laughs> you, you, you see guy, you run up to the guy, you close the distance as quickly as possible, firing whatever weapon you have. You get in, you either throw a grenade or you melee guys dead. And then you repeat that 30 second loop over and over again. And like the, the curtains might be different, but it's but it's all fundamentally the same stuff. Yeah. And he's just, you know, take it from 30 seconds of fun, which is good for a big screen and a, and a comfy chair to uh, to three seconds of fun repeated over and over again, which is, you know, no less valid in my in my uh, humble opinion. It's like David's dating life. Ow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but -ouch. No, that was mean. Um, <laughs> no, um, it almost reminds me of um, not my dating life. Um, <laughs> it, it almost reminds me of the first pl time I played um, Devil May Cry and spent like I don't know, like fifteen minutes just like running up walls and crap like that, like doing backflips. Yeah. I was I was like a cat the first time I played Devil May Cry. I was I was just playing with the guys. I just like kick them up into the air and then like let them fall down. Kick them up into the air, let them fall down. <laughs> I'm breaking gravity. <laughs> suck it, uh, gravity. Suck it. Suck it. Oh, take yeah. that, culture. <laughs> so, so we just we we spent we spent a little bit of uh, a little bit of time talking about these really short games. Can I tell you about some games that uh, literally made me cycle through four batteries on my oh. uh, my iPod Touch? Here? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Over the past. Wow, on a touch. Yeah, on a touch, right? I know, like sitting down and playing these and like realizing, oh, it's a good thing these things have auto save because I was so engrossed that I forgot to hit the save button. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh no, powering down. Shit. No, these are these are games that are developed by uh, by Kyrosoft, still on iOS, um, and uh, that's the same team that did Game Dev Story. Um, you heard me raving oh, about that yeah. a while ago. Kind of like a really simple, uh, kind of cartoony management sim kind of thing. 
Well, they, they, they recently uh, put out two new games. Uh, one of them is called Hot Springs Story. The other one is called Pocket Academy. Um, Hot Springs Story, you are a manager of a Japanese hotel. And uh, Pocket Academy, you are a, uh, you're in charge of a uh, Japanese high school. And... <laughs> oh, we're, we're just laughing at the words Japanese high school now. That's that, that's what you're turning my podcast into. I think he's laughing at Pocket Academy. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. The extra credit is in my pocket. Oh yeah. No. no. <laughs> and and you know, newsflash, uh, they're really really damn good. Like like super good. Like. If if you if you own an iOS device and you haven't played these games, you can't be my friend anymore. No, they're, they they kind of um, the the closest thing I can really uh, approximate to it is uh, when I when I first played uh, Civilization Revolution. Okay. Um, in that, it's uh, it's it's very simple decisions that you're making. Um, like in Hot Spring Story, it's you know how many rooms do I need to do I need to get, and what do I put next to the rooms? Like if you put vending machines next to the rooms, that increases the synergy, and they'll be more popular. And you know you can look at a balance sheet and says, okay, room A, B, and C are great because they have you know rocks outside of them and the scenery's up, whereas you know D, E, and F. Uh, they 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 are not popular because they're right next to the pachinko machines and all of that. So I need to reconnoiter things in order to get more uh, in order to get more guests that are they're going to be more happy with the experience. Um, and it's very simple decisions that you can watch play out, you know, over the course of you know five minutes minutes or so. Um, it, 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 it checks in with itself enough to where you can, where, where there's instant feedback almost like, uh, in, in pocket Academy, you know, at the end of the month, you pay for facilities upkeep, you pay for teacher salaries, and then you get your tuition back and you can immediately see like in the balance sheet, okay, I'm not breaking even. So I either need to, you know, try to lure more students in, or I need to cut expenses by getting rid of the, uh, by getting rid of the choir or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of seeing how those things play out. It's almost like cool. doing like rapid prototyping. Yep. Did you say lure more students in? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of game is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's but but it's cool because because unlike Game Death Story, like Game Death Story is kind of like lemonade stand in that it's it's all really, it's all really fixed. Like you can't pick who's at what desk. These these are more like akin to like a uh, roller coaster tycoon or a theme park in that you can pick where things are. So like with uh, with 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 Pocket Academy, you can actually make your school. Uh, more popular either by um, doing uh, like special challenges. So like you do, you do uh, you have a really good student take a math quiz and that raises your overall math score and that raises the tuition per student. So like on a small scale, it's like, you know, $20 per or whatever. But when you get 20 students in, you know, raising tuition by 30, $40 a piece that adds up and it can yeah. really help, you know, it can really help your bottom line. Uh, but another cool thing is like you can play stuff. So like if you put, um, if you put like the, the library, um, and a tennis court and a woods next to each other becomes a date spot and, uh, it becomes more popular, it raises the, the spirit at your school and with higher school spirit that, um, you know, puts out, uh, newspaper articles and it raises your, uh, pool of potential students that might be coming in. So, so like in the pool of potential students, when, when you have enough, you know, classroom space, or if you have enough teachers, then you can bring in another person who, you know, again, might not seem like a lot, but you're adding another, you know, 500, $607 worth of, of tuition. And that really helps your bottom line. So it's all about making sure that, you know, you, you, you are able to get people in. That's the kind of game. Wow. This is not like, a, it's not like a pedo. Uh, you would make an amazing 
amazing guidance counselor. You know, <laughs> just I can just imagine the student comes in and you have to realize that you're just one student, but you bring in at least seven hundred dollars to this school, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes you special on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just in you know, in practical terms. And like the nice thing is, like you know, as 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 students go to graduate, you have um, like career paths that they that they want to do, and everything is kind of broken down based on their statistics and their test scores, their 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 um their likelihood of succeeding in that. And then if they go out and they get and they get a job, a certain percentage of that comes back to you every month. So it behooves you to graduate as many successful people as possible. So if you're sending a bunch of losers out, it hurts your bottom line. So <laughs> so you can either raise their test scores and raise their 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 chance of succeeding or you can um or you can uh buy a special item or make a special item with your research points um to change their career path into something that'll make them, you know, a little bit, you know, a little be a little bit more realistic, I guess. It sounds like this game company does a great job of taking middle management positions and making them fun. <laughs> you know what? That's probably right. I I, I really fall for this. Uh, I just see these, these these things, and, and there are you know there are executive decisions to be made. I don't I don't know what you mean about the. the I, I kind of feel like you're insulting me based on my. Um, <laughs> you're deciding where to put rocks in a hotel, Cole. Let's, <laughs> let's face facts. Okay, okay, okay. But there you go. Know, but there's no overall direction. You can do, you know you can decide. Do I want to stay specifically with traditional style rooms uh, for the hotel, or do I want to you know get kind of uh, more western or luxury style rooms? It brings in completely different you know kinds of people you know if you want to have ardently loyal uh older people come in you keep the traditional rooms whereas if you want you know probably more fickle uh younger people you bring you bring in the more modern rooms you know so 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 it really is about you know, you know making kind of philosophical decisions about what you want to be so huh. i love it it's it's amazing you, you know the, these games are really dangerous for me to have so if you ever want to go into hotel management for real though you're you're perfectly prepared. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a good primer. <laughs> nice. Okay. You guys need to get iOS devices. You really do. And I, I don't and that that's not me being like, you know, I'm Mr. Push Apple guy. It's just there there's a lot of really fun game stuff happening for minimum investment. Like like for the price of a value meal, you can get like 17 games. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, and moving on to the final one, uh, one that I actually, a game I have running in the background uh, here behind me. I'm going to have to EQ the hum out from the PlayStation 2. Uh, no, it's Breath of Fire 3. Um, it's a game, I don't know if you've heard of it. It depends on how, how much attention you've ever paid to role-playing games. For the PlayStation 1, um, it's the first time I've played it in about 12 years. Don't know why I'm playing it <laughs> right now, except that, uh, you know, I do know why I'm playing it. Uh, it's because one of the CDs that we use at the station, at the radio station where I work, um, it has like this really kind of like schmaltzy lounge music kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, it reminded me of the music in Breath of Fire 3, which alternates between, um, you know, kind of this epic fantasy stuff and, quite frankly, music. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, that really makes me think of, oh, man, I haven't played that in forever. I own that. I, I have that. So I've been sitting down and playing it. I don't know how much there is to say about it. It really does depend on how much you like JRPGs. It's like bog standard stock, you know, a uh, little ragtag group of people. They start out, you know, going after, you know, bandits who are terrorizing them. And then ultimately you end up finding out that you're a dimension hopping last of your race, you know, dragon that, uh, you know, uh, you saved the world from a goddess or something. God, <laughs> these games are so cookie cutter. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's a it's a story as old as time. No, but but, but, <laughs> but, the, but that's the that's the thing. You play you play as a guy or as a little as a little kid who uh, uh, wakes up with amnesia, finds out that he's a dragon, and uh, and, and and that's like you do. Yeah, like you do. You know, it's 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 a coming of age story. They always have amnesia. <laughs> always amnesia. Always. You know, you should never know. It sounds like I'm down on it. it, it you know, it, it does. But I wouldn't have sunk 10 hours into it over this past weekend <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I didn't, you know, genuinely have a soft spot in, in, in my heart for that. You know, a lot of people, they, they, they kind of talk glowingly about, you know, the golden age of, of RPGs on the Super Nintendo and rightfully so. Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IV. Chrono Trigger, all those games are really good. But I think, you know, the, my, my, my real formative years and the last time I, I really had, uh, I was really in touch with the genre was, was on the PlayStation 1. Um, you know, things kind of got off track after that, or, you know, like I, I fell away from it. But this is kind of going back to a time when I really did have the attention span to, nice. you know, to sit down and, and, and play a dungeon for two hours because there are no, there are no save points in the dungeon. <laughs> It's that kind of. It's like that kind of game. Like right, it's it's so unfriendly. Like just by modern standards, this would not have been allowed to stand. I have the game running behind me um, because I was playing the game. I lost track of time and I realized, oh, I need to go, but I don't want to stop because I'll lose <laughs> my progress. So, so basically, while we've been talking, you've been like slaying beasts. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 like literally behind me. Like I'm not looking at it, but I can oh. hear. I can hear the hum in my microphone and that's unacceptable so it's calling to you <laughs> <laughs> right. play me play me did you, like have you, did you guys uh like play rpgs back then like well, when you when you were younger or on those systems or, or was that something that you know i'm really the only person who has that background the only rpg i ever got really into was nice old republic and i consider that the best rpg i've ever played so I played um, Golden Sun a great deal. Um, that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, and some of the old Dragon Warrior games. Okay, no, I remember you liked uh, you liked the uh, the dragon uh, you liked the Dragon Warrior monsters, right? That also was good. The weird like Pokemon knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I only really really got into one RPG, which was I, I, I hit Christmas break. Uh, I think my freshman year of college. And just decided that it was time for me to enter the RPG world. And so I asked around and, and got a lot of uh, input on what would be the best RPG for someone who was new to the genre but had a lot of time to invest in it. Yeah. And the general consen- consensus from the internet was uh, Final Fantasy X. Okay. And it actually it went really well because I played that sucker probably like 10 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically your job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I think when I finished, I had like 88 hours in it or something. And this was this was over Christmas break. So, yeah, it's funny. T- 10 was where I fell away from it. And there I know that there are people like you who that that was really their uh, the, the, the zenith of their experience with with the genre. Hi, Sasha. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh no, I, that, that that's just interesting because it, it it's it's so funny because every time I see like a modern JRPG, I just kind of shake my head and think, yeah, it's been done better. But no, Breath of Fire, it's amazing. Uh, if anybody listening has access to uh, to Breath of Fire Four, um, it's ultra rare. Um, 
But if you have access to it, uh, I'm going to use this as like my own personal Craig's house kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I will trade you uh, other rare PS1 JRPGs that I am not as interested in playing anymore. Uh, specifically, you know, sweeten the pot here. I can give, you know, I've got like Dragon Warrior 7. Um, I've got, you know, Lunar Silver Star Story uh, Complete. All of these are really uh, kind of uh, good games. And I, and I want Breath of Fire, but I don't want to pay $100 for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> really, one hundred dollars. One hundred dollars if you want it in in, uh, in good condition. Same same thing with Breath of Fire three. I mean, it's 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 kind of a shame. I mean, Square Square is they're they're really kind of on the ball with uh, with putting these their, their their old games back out. You know, they recently brought like Vagrant Story um, and Parasite Eve to the PSN. Uh, I've got to say, I'm so jealous of you like PlayStation <laughs> owners because you have access to those, but you don't know any better, so you don't play them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Square's been good, but they're not the only, you know, RPG publisher. You know, Capcom, they did Breath of Fire, and, like, we're never going to see any of those ever again uh, just because of, you know, copyright and, you know, contract stuff. That's, you know, I was in in a couple thrift stores um, over the weekend um, and just noticed that everyone you go into, there's like three or four old school Game Boy or Nintendo 64 games. Mm-hmm. And I always look down, I never recognize any of the games. And I just kind of wonder, like, is something in there that I could buy for 30 cents actually worth hundreds of dollars? It's it's one of those things. It's uh, it's kind of like books. You know, you look at it and think, there's a world in there. Yeah. And then that that's, you know, super like Deepak Chopra level awful but <laughs> but but you know it's 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 true you never you never know if something could be uh you know life-changing then or, again you know, i, I see the i see the mary kate and ashley olsen's get a clue game boy game and i think probably not worth it well, yeah you know you have to this is some stuff you can judge by its cover you know although especially on the game boy there were just some good games that were just completely out of nowhere Oh man, old games. I, I don't. I don't like people who self-identify as like. Mm, I only play retro games. You, you know, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. You know, it's like they 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 wear they wear Pac-Man T-shirts and yeah. uh, and and they and they talk about they talk, and they talk about Donkey Kong strategies. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly care for that. Uh, but uh, oh boy, did I fall down this hole again. <laughs> I've got another question for you guys. It might be equally as personal. Um, so, since we don't have any real pressing news stories, I want to ask you, what's on your mind? Um, you know, video game trends, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just, just a little, let's just rap for about 15 minutes. Come on. A microphone headset is on my mind. Waka, waka, waka. I thought, I thought, wow, of, that, I thought of the same joke. <laughs> uh, you're just mad because I beat you to it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I th- I thought about this because I because I because I was I was realizing as I was playing my uh, I was playing my my little management games on my iPhone or iPod Touch rather I wish I had an iPhone. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was realizing I was kind of like this would be like a really fun like little Facebook game. And I realized I've never played a Facebook game in my life, um, but I would like to. I wish there was like some kind of like practical Wolfram Alpha that like you could ask it questions. You, you know that you know like that. There's no possible way of knowing, but it would be really like pertinent information. Like Wolfram Alpha, as it is, as it exists right now, I can tell you like how many how many herring will fit in you know Dodger Stadium. Um, 
but but it, but it won't tell you like what percentage of all gaming being done right now is 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 on Facebook. Wow, Wolfram Alpha, you've really wow, that's, that's out a, there. Confused. That's a thing. It's, oh yeah, no, I mean I I I used it a couple of times, yeah. but it's good have for you ever people. actually looked at what that guy believes? Not what he believes. No, is he is he like hyper libertarian or? Oh no, he's just like hyper like. Uh, we should teach less math in school and just teach people how to use products like mine. Uh, I've heard a couple of his talks. He makes some good points. He talks about there should be more computation in math education, and and that's I think that can be valid. Every 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 six months or so, there's uh, there there's an article that's uh, that's put in you know at the Atlantic or um, Newsweek or the New York Times Magazine, which is is the internet making us stupid? Um, and you know it's a, it's it's an attention grabbing headline, and they'll change it. Like is Twitter making us stupid? Is Google making us stupid? Really to get people to read. But ultimately, what it boils down to is is it better for us to know things or to know how to f- find out information? Sorry, what? I was watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the attention span thing that that that's that's a, that's a whole other that's a whole other <laughs> issue. But no, I mean it's 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 one of those things. I feel like, um, you know, since I since I kind of came of age, really using the internet a lot, you, you know, and thank God I didn't have it when I was like a kid. Kid, you know, I, I still played outside and shit. But mm. but no, just like you know, for for school and stuff, I really prided myself on you know if you it's it's kind of like if you have a lever you know and uh, that's big enough and and you know a place to anchor it, you can move the world. You know, if you give me, you know, if you give me two hours and, you know, a Google connection and a notebook, uh, you know, I can, I can probably, you know, do, do, do amazing things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how pertinent that is, but you know, we're just, we're just rapping here. It's, it's rapping jazz. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised to see a majority of gaming uh, happening on Facebook. No. Well, I know. Grant, this is the wonders of um, cracked articles, but I know um, one of the articles mentioned that um, the people that made, what is it, Farmville are the um, most profitable internet company in the world, yes, or uh, rather video game company in the world. Zynga, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting ready to make their IPO. It's really it's, smart. It's, 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 I mean, and, and it's just one of those things. They're, they're, they're the most profitable, because, profitable because they have, you know, worked their tentacles into, into a medium where like it's, it's by its very nature, you're going to put your product in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. I mean, they really struck like gold and then started annoying all their friends with requests for pickaxes to mine it. But that's the, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the thing, you know, they, 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 they built it in. It's intrinsically a social thing, whether you want to or not. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, it's just it's that it's that thing where it's not it's not default. You know, everything's private. Default is we're going to we're going to you know bother. You know, we're going to send out alerts. Mm hmm. And I hate those people. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, I, I was reading this article, uh, Civilization World, which is um, the, the 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 Civ game for Facebook. Um, that's go, it's an open beta now, and it's going to be going live here here relatively soon. And thinking, you know, maybe I should play that, but do I want to break that, you know, Facebook game cherry? I, I, I 
<laughs> I hesitate. To, I hesitate to talk about this kind of stuff. Oh, hush. Um, I hesitate to talk about this kind of stuff just because it does kind of introduce an elitist aspect. I don't feel like I'm better than people who play uh, uh, farm, Farmville. I can... know I'm better than them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, let's, let's define... I don't feel like I'm better than them. I just don't want to be them. <laughs> let's 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 define our terms. You know, better is one thing. You know, my my philosophy is if you're going to do something, you should do it right. But you know. Uh, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play something, I'm gonna sit down and play it and pay attention to it. It's not gonna be something that exists solely as a as a distraction from work. You know, that's what that's what the internet's for. Um, I know. But I feel like that's all those games are good for. <laughs> that and isolating yourself from any social contact. Oh, yeah. Wait, were were you talking though earlier about like tapping on a screen to make a bird like flap its wings? No, <laughs> I was not doing that. Except yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's but but there's something but there's something about facebook as a platform and the fact that it lives in a browser and it's not like a thing yeah. right it's just it's the it's the whole you know core it's it's the it's the whole core versus casual and and for some reason facebook is not something that i have embraced and if any of my readings message board activity or podcast listening are in are an indication it's not something that, that other people like me have embraced either Mm-hmm. Although I yeah. played actually a Twitter game for a while, um, Echo Bazaar, that um, was like a browser-based game, but then you could interact with the other players of multiplayer through Twitter and like interact with characters in the game, and it was really well done. Yeah, you were a big uh, Kingdom of Loathing fan. Right. Oh yeah, I I actually was um, completing my daily quests in an <laughs> earlier conversation. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's that's fine. Well, how would you feel if, uh, if if Kingdom of Loathing came to Facebook? Like if it was if if it was integrated into that somehow? Like you, you know you 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 go and you do your daily quests and stuff uh, as as an app, you know, on your daily visit to Facebook, which I assume you make because you're a human. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I actually. The people in the forums of the game have already created a um, application that can do in fairly in depth, um, you know, play the game for you, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it actually wouldn't um, change things that much, but I don't know. Like, it would be weird just because, like you said, like I don't think of Facebook and think like gaming, but at the yeah. same time, like I could see it be. I could see it being fun as a way to organize gamers. I don't see it making sense as a platform for gaming. Right. Yeah. And I also feel like there's an aspect of, you know what, Facebook, you've got all my personal info. (sighs) You've got pictures of all my memories from the past six years. They own those now, too. Oh, yeah. You've you've got you know all my fr- my list of friends, and probably know more about my social network than I do. You can't have my gaming life too. <laughs> that's that's one area that is still that's still too much. personal. That's, <laughs> that's right. Literally every person I know, not a big deal. My, my score on Tiny Wings, no, not. Don't <laughs> tread will, on that's me. That's too far. I will take it to the grave. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those things. I, I read I read uh, articles about the Google Plus uh, since I since I managed to get into the Google Plus. Um, and people are talking Wait, what? about what? What? I, I'm in Google Plus. It's uh, it's the Google Facebook. 
Oh, okay. They just, they just rolled in and debated. It's really nice. You know, it, it, it addresses a lot of things that I really don't like about Facebook. Really, uh, you know, f- Facebook for me, it's like something that I, I use it to promote the shows uh, because that, you know, a Facebook page is a currency that everybody can understand as opposed to, you know, the WordPress site or the Twitter or, or, or what have you. But in general, everything on Facebook that I create comes from Twitter. Right. But no, but, but, but Google, Google Plus, it seems to, you know, really address those things. It seems to have the foundations to be a better, quote unquote, social network. But the thing is, people are talking about, well, could there be games on it? You know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want there to be games. See, I think that just goes to show that, you know, you talk about, you know, addressing the issues. But I feel like just like politics and, you know, everything else, the issue is people. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, it's the it's the dollar store uh, uh, effect. Dollar stores in and of themselves are um, they're 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 okay. You know, you go there, you get some index cards. Uh, you, you know, you get some you get some cheap uh, some cheap notebooks uh, and uh, maybe a bag of candy or something. Um, but the problem is, you have to be around some really sketchy people to do it. You know, the the the, the people at dollar stores. I you know I I wouldn't want to sit next to them at a bar. I'd probably, I'd probably be able to move to the other side. Uh, you know, that, and that's something we've talked about this on those damn Ross kids. It's, you know, something that holds true for karate. You know, karate's pretty cool, you know, martial arts, but you know, you have the, you have the paper swords people, um, you, you know, and just, it's uh, music, you know, music, uh, is, is another one of those things. I, I think what I'm getting at is that I am, um, I'm a misanthrope, but, uh, but in general, yeah, you're right. Facebook is, is ruined by the people that you have to be with. I need to go through and unfriend a lot of people. I have I have a notebook full of people I need to take off of my Facebook because uh, they're because their status updates are really infuriating. I just need to go through mm-hmm. and purge. I've got like three. I, go I actually started doing that. Uh, I started unfriending people. Do it without ceremony. That's uh, it's, it's it's funny. Gr- uh, Griffin McElroy on those damn r- are uh oh uh oh that's a problem. That's a problem. No, Griffin McElroy on uh, uh, Bam, my brother, my brother, my brother, and me. He says, you know, unfriending somebody on Facebook is the internet and the internet equivalent of committing murder. <laughs> what what, ha- what happened to Jenny? I don't know. She's she's gone. <laughs> we don't say her name anymore. She's she's one of the silent ones. Um, yeah, we don't talk about Jed. <laughs> but I would just I would just like to know what 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 percentage because I think there's more people. There are people who, you know, wouldn't call themselves gamers who in fact play a lot of games, and uh, most of them are in uh, socially. Man, so much of this, so much of this core casual divide. I think that that comes down to how are we treated in high school. Right? Because the people who, you know, were playing Breath of Fire back uh, back when they were young, uh, you know, like myself, you know, probably have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. You know, if you're if you're out there playing, you know, hardcore games and then all of a sudden you see the you see the jocks and the popular kids, you know, playing some Peggle and all of a sudden it's an inferiority complex. Like what right do they have to, to horn in on my action? This is my thing. You can't wear you could you you cannot wear a leather jacket. That's been my thing. Since I was young, you can't pretend. You, or you're gonna, so you're gonna shave your head now? All right, okay, I got gotcha. you. Are we going to skinheads? <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I think we should just let him continue. I kind of want to analyze yeah, his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let, let, let's do it. Yeah, just get a bunch of people to play to play Civ. Do you, are you guys? Have you? Are you gonna play Civ on uh, Facebook when it comes? Nah, nah. Okay. Sadly not. Who are you asking on that? Oh, no, 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 just, I'm, I'm just throwing it out as regards generals. Does that mean that I could theoretically um, rain like nuclear hellfire on certain people on my friends list? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how you invite somebody. <laughs> <laughs> 
You have 30 seconds to live. Would you like to play this game? <laughs> Man, I'm really playing hardball. Mm-hmm. So any other thoughts? Because that's been about our time. Ooh, I have two. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, one, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it to one, one PSA kind of thing. Okay. That um, is actually really nice for those of you who own Xboxes out there. I say through gritted teeth. Um, there's actually a really easy way to get $5 for whatever you want on Xbox Live. So I, I forget how I found it. I think I clicked on a banner ad or something like that. Uh-oh. But you know, you know, Bing. <laughs> Always a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Bing, right? The the one of the yeah, Microsoft. Chan- 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 yeah. Damn best it, friend. Man. We <laughs> the best friend. Synchronicities. Yeah. Okay, so the one of you search engine is trying to get people to use it, right? Yeah. And so they offer this like system where you download a little tool- toolbar for your browser, and it gives you points for clicking on links, essentially. And so every couple of days, it'll give you three links, and all you got to do is click on them. You don't have to even look at the page. You can X out before it even loads, mm-hmm. um, and it'll give you points. Uh, and you can also get points for searching on their search toolbar. And so, you know, with, with an investment of roughly three minutes a day, um, you can in about uh, a month get up to enough points for uh, free free five dollars on Xbox Live. Oh. Microsoft is really they're they're really getting uh, big on the promotion. They're they're advertising on This American Life. Um, have you seen the like buy a Windows PC and get an Xbox promotion? Yeah, 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 I saw that. To counter, uh, to counter Apple, with the uh... someone, someone got promoted to like vice president of scale operations. <laughs> is is determined to promote synergy between brands. Wow, okay. I'm I'm saying this down. Um, you officially said synergy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I, I'm also writing this down. I'm capturing this idea for later. Um, vice president of scales, uh, which is kind of a Dunstan checks in kind of thing with either a dragon or some kind of monitor lizard um, yeah, and, and upper and upper level management. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, there's actually a video clip I need to send you now, which is an interview with the vice president of hell. Okay. Wow. <laughs> People listen to this. <laughs> Sorry. I just had like a, what the hell moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you use Bing? Nope. Well, yeah, but just for the points. I, I, so, I, which, which I really means feel it's like it strikes me as, I don't know, almost like what I hear about some um, someone who's trying to compete with like Facebook or something like that, where it's like, I would have no problem using their product if there was any reason for me not to use Google, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually actively worse. Like, the, when I had first downloaded it, I was like, oh, I can, you know, all this, all search bars are the same, so I'll just use Bing now, you know? Um, and I was trying to find the phone number for a uh, a business that I was going to and typed in the address of the business, couldn't find the phone number, searched for it for like a minute and a half on Bing before realizing this is stupid and found it on the first try on Google, so... Even from a design Ouch. from a design standpoint, I I love the the design of Google.com, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you need front and center. I'm looking at Bing right now. Um, it's a field of flowers um, with very narrow depth of field, so at the front they're really crisp, and the back they kind of fade into into uh, uh, into like blurry mess. Um, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> I don't know. 
It doesn't. Uh, let's look here. So the question for this week is, uh, you know, it's, it's summer. Uh, not a lot of games are releasing. It's a good time to go back through, look at your to look at your shelves and see if there's something you're know, putting off playing or, you know, put down, didn't pick up again. So, uh, you know, the question is, what is your summer backlog uh, project? Well, what, what, what are you going to be doing in this uh, kind of uh, doldrum time? What do you be logging? What do you, what do you be, what do you, what, what's your B roll here? You know, what are you vlogging? What? 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 <laughs> nah, be logging. Be oh. logging. Benny Loggins. That's uh, the the left-hand <laughs> brother. Um, let's see here. This is uh, Toledo eight nine zero four on Twitter. He says currently finishing up Dragon Age, so I can play Dragon Age two. Then I might revisit Mass Effect one and Mass Effect two in preparation for three. Uh, you're you're like literally a year early on those two. <laughs> <laughs> so I might I might suggest you wait until January to do that. That'll probably be uh, less um, blue balling, I think. But Although, yeah. like I said, <laughs> at my pace, you might need to start now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you know he's already he's already played both of them. Uh, I get that indication from his from his wording. Um, uh, so you know. Yeah. Hmm. What what does a casual playthrough of Mass Effect Two look like? <laughs> I think I, I think I think that they that they really geared it towards casual play because of the episodic thing. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I There's so much the depth there, though. It's like a 50-hour game. I don't think that's a casual game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, but but it's a 50-hour game that's designed to be played an hour at a time. That's true. That's true. I just don't see too many brewers playing Mass Effect. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> but this I'm, like okay. wicked hot lesbian alien sex, bro. <laughs> for some for, for some reason, my frat boy is from Canada, but okay. <laughs> it's like, like Jersey kind of. <laughs> That's yeah. about right. All Bioware all the time for uh, for Toledo. Nice. There. Uh, yeah, you know Toledo. They're a big Bioware town. You know, speaking of Canada, um, <laughs> <laughs> they also have an Austin studio. Uh, so, uh, Dennis, you said you had something. Yeah, I um I finally started to play the latest um, Ratchet and Clank game which is Ratchet and Clank Future, A Crack in Time. Okay. And this is one that has been on my list forever. Um, my my brothers are bigger fans of the series than I am, but I, I certainly enjoy it. And um, they've, they've had Crack in Time since it came out, uh, you know, on, on hard copy. And I, I've just, I've always known they've had it, but when I'm, when I'm hanging out with uh, my brothers, I forget to ask for it or... Um, recently I, I came home and finally remembered to pick it up, but one of them had decided to take it back to school with them. And so it's been this, like, I, I feel like there should be a comedic montage of me trying to get my hands. It's, uh, it's Jim and Pam. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, so yeah, this it's, I've been trying to get my hands on it forever. And finally, um, had my brother hand it to me over 4th of July weekend, almost left it at home on accident, <laughs> but Got it, got it finally, and uh, played the first couple of hours of it um, just a little bit ago, and uh, it's it's good. It's it's classic Ratchet and Clank. There's a little more bloom um, to it. Yeah. So there's a uh, you know a it's new next new, gen. Yeah, right. It's it's now uh, got a new upgrade system um, that I'm I'm kind of have to start upgrading things before I tell you about how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels nice to kind of revisit that franchise. Um, they've, 
there there are a couple just very small improvements that you notice and you're like why didn't they do that from the first game um so things like you don't have to crouch to throw your wrench anymore you can just do it um at any point mm-hmm. uh which is super helpful and i never realized how annoying it was to kind of have to stop and squat every time you want to throw a <laughs> wrench which is the, the new euphemism for taking a crap yeah <laughs> sorry i'd go through a wrench sorry okay gotta go drop my tool <laughs> got my tool in the pool um but it's it, the writing is as good as ever i think ratchet and clank is is uh just great at inserting gameplay with witty and interesting dialogue which is great because you're laughing the entire time you play it but which is also not great because half the time things are exploding and you can't really hear the dialogue wow which has always been a problem with the game, and I've already missed some some good dialogue because of it. You, you don't know. play with uh, subtitles? I do, but they don't subtitle the like in-game dialogue. Oh, I, was, I hate it when they do that. So yeah, and I, I was talking about this with David because I was playing it when he was in the room, and we were trying to have a conversation, and I kept on having to pause the game because I knew I was missing you know important dialogue. So it uh it, it got, it's a little annoying on that front, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's Ratchet and Clank. Did I ever tell you the maddest I ever got at a game? Not the maddest, no. but just kind of like the most indignant. Um, the Prince of Persia game that came out last year, the uh, the Forgotten Sands. Mm-hmm. Fun game. It was neat. I spent probably 10 minutes looking through the options. No subtitles. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Nary a subtitle to be found in that game. <laughs> and, you know, most games, most games, the mixing is terrible. So, you know, I, I, I always put the subtitles on so I don't miss pertinent information. Just kind of like, that, what a dick move on Ubisoft's part to not put in subtitles. You know, the deaf people play these games, too, you know? Yeah, I feel like they're better than that, too. Isn't, isn't Ubisoft uh, usually pretty good about subtitling? Ubisoft, they'll put in, um, yeah, like they, they, they usually are. But, like, think, think about Assassin's Creed. You know, the majority of the disk space on uh, the disk space on Assassin's Creed is like multiple language files. Like you can play it in fully voiced Spanish, you know, Ukrainian, what have you. Um, <laughs> but that's all subtitled, and you can actually subtitle title it independently of uh, of what you of, of what you're listening to it. So you that's, can you can like play Assassin's Creed two with Italian audio and English subtitles. That's actually what I did. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I actually um, loved about Half-Life was um, going even beyond that to the closed caption mode. Oh, and those subtitle uh, noise? Um, yeah, so it would be like, you know, um, barrel exploding, <laughs> head crab about to sneak up on you. <laughs> Stuff like that. What was the other game you had, Dennis? Um, did I say I had two? I think you said you had two. Hold on a second. If I said I had two, I might have had two. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't think of why I would lie. <laughs> no, I know. I, I must have. I must have misspoken because because well, Mass Effect Two, I guess, is a little bit of a backlog because yeah. I, I I put it You've down neg- for a while and now I'm back. I've, I've neglected it. I've neglected is a good word for it. I've thought about it a lot. Yeah. I keep it in my backpack whenever I take it home. You know, whenever I go home for the weekend. Yeah. But uh. I've, I've finally broken it back out, but yeah, that that and uh, Ratchet and Clank, the, the the titles are getting tough. Ratchet and Clank, Future, Kraken Time. There's a there's a missed opportunity. All, all of their all of their uh, subtitles are, are are euphemisms, which is which is neat. I like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 next one that's coming out, I forget what it's called, but it's a but it's a four player co op 
kind all of thing. For one, yeah. All, all for one. Why didn't they call it Ratchet and Clank Four Play? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like or it's, it's or yeah, it writes itself. Uh, <laughs> you know what I think it was? I bet you know because it's it's supposed to I think incorporate the move. Maybe I'm making that oh, up. Maybe I, I bet know. they're trying to go like kid friendly or something. Maybe I don't know. Like, Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> think about it. The 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 the, the one title was uh, was Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. Yeah, going you know? commando. They they might as well just call it Ratchet and Clank Anal Fisting. <laughs> you know, it's uh... I, that's actually the off brand. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Chinese knockoff. That's like if you if you translate it into Chinese, then retranslate it back through Google Translate. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll do mine because uh, it's brief. Um, <laughs> I've uh, my, my my love affair with RPGs uh, has come to a head with me going back and playing the 13 year old uh, Breath of Fire game. Um, I think I'm going to finally try and beat um, um, Final Fantasy 12. Ooh. which is different enough for most JRPGs that I haven't cringed at it. But the problem is I probably played about five hours of it a year since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> bought it in 2006. Uh, actually, I was, on the, I was on the dorms then. Uh, bought it bought it then, played it for about five hours, put it down, picked it up the next year, played it five hours, put it down, picked it up the next year, played it five hours, put it down. How's that novel you're working on? Um, <laughs> um, and uh, I think I finally need to, you know, to, to, to do that. That's just something I just need. I just need to do it because it's fun. I like it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The other one, Deadly Premonition. Um, I need to I need to beat that. It's one of those ones that I did, I dip into every once in a while. Then I immediately put it down. Uh... <laughs> but I want to because I hear it gets like super off the rails, and I like it when games go off the rails. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, it's down between uh, Ben and uh, Ben and uh, David. I, I'll go because it's nothing too important. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to play Uncharted 2 since I just finished Uncharted 1 and I haven't played Uncharted 2 in about a year or so, I guess, a year and a half or so. Um, and I'll probably play Arkham Asylum again in preparation for Arkham City, but that probably won't be for another couple months or so. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. Revisiting the classics. Yeah. And David. Well, this actually got me thinking. Um, I had, you know, gone real busy with school, heading up to graduation, and then I've been trying to save money. So it's kind of like me following video games um, has really dropped off the radar. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, this question came up, and I'm thinking to myself, I realized that I'm still stuck in. Um, where the game that I want to get when um, I, you know, get some extra cash is Brink. And so I now feel, like, awful about myself. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, how is that still a thing? <laughs> how, how is that still in my, in my to-do list to buy that? <laughs> so, um, although I did um, recently, um, actually just yesterday, installed... Um, Batman Arkham Asylum. I played, you know, a little ways into it, and then my computer crashed. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to finish that off. Yeah. So, so you haven't you haven't beaten that before? No. No. Okay. All right. It's it's funny when you say you know just like the the, the money thing is is an issue. You know, I, I, we're we're all we're all young people. You know, not an awful lot of disposable income, et, et cetera. I make a lot of bad decisions with my with my game purchasing, which is I buy mm-hmm. I buy really good games that I have no intention of like meaningfully playing. 
Sure. And like the backlog thing, that's you know that's that that's my time to shine. That's where all the chickens come home to roost, right? <laughs> and uh, and I and I and I end up having a good time because I have I have I, there's gold in them their shelves. You know, I just oh, have yeah. to I just have to sit down and actually you know do them. I feel yeah. like that that is what Steam enables. Yeah. <laughs> thoughtless purchasing, thoughtless consumption. <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, I just mentioned buying Plants vs. vs. Zombies for the fourth time. Um, uh, yeah. because it was three, you know, because it was three dollars. It, it really was the game. Play the, that. It was the game of the year edition, though. So, so that's that makes a difference somehow. I don't know. It, sure. <laughs> Were we that actually one game of the year? Uh, a, a bunch of times, yeah. Like uh, from some wow, publications. That, that actually gives me new faith for game of the year that wasn't like Halo sixty two or <laughs> yeah. you know, Modern Warfare Pie. <laughs> Modern Warfare Pie. <laughs> oh man. Blurational ops. <laughs> that was a stretch. I apologize. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's whatever. We'll 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 allow it. So yeah, that was the backlog question. I think we're we're running up on our time limit here, so we're going to uh, uh, cue the Beastie Boys song and then do the outro. What you just listened to was episode number 120 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. If I need to say this again, I, I will a podcast about video games. Um, so there are some things you can do uh, before you come back uh, next time, which is to uh, go to duckfeed.tv. That's the site where all of this good stuff can be found. All of the podcasts that I do currently, too, have uh, have two more um, in the, waiting in the wings here. A lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff is going to be happening here relatively quickly, which is which is nice. But uh, that's where all the content rests. You can leave comments on the episode. Um, you can also go to our iTunes listing and leave us a review. Been a little bit since we've had a since we've had a review. Even if you just want to hit the uh, hit the star button, that's uh, that, that, that that helps us out plenty. Um, another thing you can do: um, email me. Um, email the show at uh, don'ttreeriddle at duckfeed.tv. That is uh, a way to get your voice heard. I would like to know um, specifically if you have any um, desire for merch, something like a T-shirt or a sticker or something like that, something I can give out um, or have you purchase for a reasonable fee. Who knows that? You know, that might be where this goes next. Uh, it'd be nice to have a, to have a DTR T-shirt. I'd break my uniform rule to, to, to do that. Uh, the buy T-shirts and all that. Um, what else can you do? I, I don't, I don't want to harp on the donations, but I've, I've but I've uh, instituted a new policy. Um, whoever donates more than ten dollars will get a, a an original piece of um, those damn Ross kids episode art, um, which is I make those drawings on index cards. I have you know thirty five of them here. Uh, I sent one out the other day. Uh, to somebody who donated. Um, so that is, you know, to sweeten the pot, it's the original piece of history here. Um, you know, I'll send them out you know, at, at your discretion. Um, you can see those pieces of art uh, at, uh, again, at DuckFeed. You go to, you go click on the individual episodes of that show. Um, I think that's about it. Can you guys think of any other uh, homework besides, besides you know, just telling a friend? Don't stop being awesome. Hey, you know, you know you're, you've, you're listening. And I think that's, that, that's, that's the biggest one of all. So... For uh, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, this has been Cole Ross. Dennis Furia. Ben Merkel. David Mysmith. And uh, just keep listening. Keep being awesome. Thank you. <laughs>